If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. Thanks for listening to the Aussie Cossack on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And welcome back to Saturday Night Live with the Aussie Cossack show, broadcasting from uh, Sydney all around the world. Uh, we just had a caller from Canada. We've got uh, people listening uh, from all over Australia. And our next guest, long-awaited, much-awaited uh, guest, Maria Z, is a person who has uh, been instrumental and key in waking up millions of people in Australia, but also around the world, uh, doing a great job broadcasting uh, as an independent journalist, one of the most heavily censored, I would say, uh, independent journalists uh, in Australia, uh, but managed to get around the censorship through sheer hard work and resilience. She's got a very uh, supportive partner, Frank, a big shout out to him, and a great supporter base who are very supportive of her work. And it's a great pleasure to have her uh, join us tonight. Maria Z, welcome to the Aussie Kozak Show. Thank you so much, Simeon. Thank you to TNT Radio for standing up for the truth. And thank you to all the viewers tonight. I appreciate everyone. Well, look, it's been a long, long journey of the last few years, Maria, uh, through wading through the uh, the war, which we've been the informational war. Speaking of informational war, InfoWars, your regular contributor uh, on uh, InfoWars with Alex Jones. There's another key word which will get, which will get us banned. The poor bloke is also in the bad books. Uh, or that really is a badge of honour, isn't it? If you're censored these days, you're probably saying the right thing. Yeah, what I find is that a lot of commentators, I mean, there are a lot out there. There was a a lot of, you know, independent platforms that sprouted out of the COVID era. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they'll only go so far as to the information that they present. And while they may have been subject to some form of censorship during that time because of criticising the government or whatever it may be, um, as I said, they'll only go so far. And so right now, you know, um, we have a lot of people just touching the surface of the problems, uh, but not really digging too deep. And it is the ones who do the digging that get up, uh, that, that end up being silenced, shadow banned, debanked in my case, uh, and much, much more. So uh, it's just unbelievable how, uh, what lengths the government will go to to silence the truth. And not just the government, local governments are working in collusion with t big tech. That came out in the US Twitter files. It came out in the Australian Twitter files, uh, thanks to Senator Antic. So it's it, the evidence is just mounting continuously as to how far they will go for their censorship complex, industrial complex. Yeah, they're, they're very desperate to keep a lid on things. <clears throat> but the more they push, uh, the more people realise that something's wrong. You know, it's 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 a shame that we, we talk about this now with uh, the experience that we've all gone through, and we've heard from a few of our callers tonight about the normies who are now waking up and attending even these rallies. We've seen even outbursts from, uh, let's just call them normies, but we'll call them the, uh, you know, we know what we're talking about, the unjabbed. Uh, sorry, the jab, we're the unjabbed. But <laughs> some of them even blaming us for not warning them enough. It's like, oh, you guys knew, you didn't tell us. Oh. How, how could, what else could we have done, Maria? What else could we have done? We literally, many of us lost everything. You mentioned you were debanked. I was also debanked, blocked from all the payment systems. Uh, our supporters, my supporters, your supporters, they didn't have the right to support us. They want to support yep. our work. They want to do things. And they were getting uh, blocked from supporting us. This is the lengths to the, which the government was going to. But what were we doing? Were we promoting terrorism? Were we promoting some type of, you know, violence? 
No, far from that. I mean, we had actually, let me say, we had the opportunity to, right? We had the keys to the fort, so to speak. We had the 50,000 crowds, the 100,000 crowds. Did we ever say be violent? No. It's the police. The opposite. Yes, we said the, the opposite. Exactly. And it's the police who are violent. It's the government who is inciting violence against itself. And it's the police who are inciting violence. And well, Victoria Police is asking for a pay rise now. And, uh, and you know, it's it, I've seen memes floating around the internet with them shooting, you know, with their guns, how they shot at the protesters with rubber bullets and saying, oh, I heard you wanted a pay rise. And so I actually put out a proposition on, on X and all over my other platforms, Simi, and I said, dear Vic Pohl, I have a proposition for you. If you go and investigate all of the people that perpetrated these crimes against humanity, against the Australian people, you know, let's just focus on Victorians and investigate the TGA, the government uh, officials and every single person who said safe and effective on the television, I will personally rally for your pay rise and I guarantee you I'll have all of Australia behind me uh, and when I say all of Australia, obviously not everyone will ra uh, rally behind me for that, but I can gather hundreds of thousands of people that I can assure you, uh, particularly, you know, Z Media's audience, very, very active people. You, you give them something and you say, guys, this is important and they are out there sharing it. We made the New Zealand whistleblower data uh, and, and report viral within a couple of hours. It was all over the internet. And, and a huge part of that is thanks to Z Media's audience. So, uh, you know, we have some of the most active people, Simeon, that listen, I'm sure your audience are the same, that listen to us. Uh, they're, they're ready to do what's right. They're ready to stand up against the tyrants uh, and they're never going to give in. And so Vic Pohl, the offer's still there. I will, I will help you get your pay rise if you investigate and prosecute the criminals of the crimes of the past three years. The psychology behind the Victoria Police attempt to get a pay rise, I think, is an interesting one. Uh, they know that they were part of the scam. They know that they betrayed their conscience. They betrayed their fellow Australians. They betrayed their children, their neighbours. And now they feel that they've been ripped off because they know that's wrong. So now basically, uh, many of the police who have resigned are telling us this, that they went along with it because they were told they had to follow orders. They swore an oath. But really, they swore an oath to the Australian people, not to the uh, corporation, not to the police force with an ABN number. And it's a shame. It's a shame that the police behave that way. And great respect to the police who broke rank and resigned. That's why the police are having such trouble. Uh, the commissioners of police are having such trouble in recruiting new recruits. They're, they are offering lump sums, payments, $30,000 straight away just to enter police academy. And they're training them in record time where... Uh, you got these rookies, these 19, 20-year-old, 21-year-olds given guns and badges, and there's all sorts of incidents of unprofessional behaviour because the old-school coppers just walked away and left. There are plenty of coppers that refused to get the jab. And, you know, I know because back in the days when, uh, during the lockdowns, when the uh, film The Police, Aussie Cossack Tit for Tat campaign was on and they were pulling me over three times a day, I actually had some police pull me over and just say, look, Simeon, can you not film? We won't film you. Our body cams are off. We just pulled you over to shake your hand and say a lot of us actually <laughs> are very pleased and happy. And we do have those supporters, Maria. You mentioned your supporter group, very active. My supporter group base, very active. Well, because I think we've got a lot of overlap. Um, we've been always sharing the same sentiments. You haven't said really anything that I can't disagree with, and I hope uh, uh, that uh, you feel the same way about uh uh, you know, the things that I've been uh, propagating and agitating for over the years. <laughs> we're very quite similar in our approach. And and that's why I think people love when we uh, have a bit of banter together. 
and it's good that we are doing this tonight and uh, we've got a whole hour to get to the bottom of the situation but you mentioned New Zealand you mentioned New Zealand you broke that story through the menu you gave it the oxygen needed they gave it promotion that needed and uh, this is a story which is making international headlines it's trending on X it's uh something which the New Zealand government is very worried about uh, give us the full story from the beginning and of course knowing that we're on uh, mainstream media platforms we're broadcasting live on YouTube on other platforms people are watching us on Rumble which is a great platform go over to Rumble subscribe there to Maria Z on Rumble Ozzy Kozak on Rumble TNT Radio Twitter or, or formerly Twitter X is a great platform there's no censorship there uh, that's another place where we can talk but because we're also on the mainstream platforms uh we need to be careful but we just I know you know how to do this and for our audience we're going to replace some words with other keywords so listen carefully but Maria, <laughs> what happened in New Zealand? Why is it so significant? And can this happen soon in Australia? Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, I didn't break this story. I just helped uh, get the story, the public, you know, the worldwide attention that it needed. And certainly I'm not the only one that shared it. But I did actually interview Liz before the release of this uh, of this video which people may know as the mother of all revelations that's what it's titled on uh, on rumble you can find it and and of course i interviewed liz after that uh and really just helped push it uh and uh and and coordinate you know for some people to get on certain platforms and things like that so anyway that's that's besides the point this is a, a an effort from every single person in the global community to get this information out uh you know we all play our part Liz Gunn is a journalist who was also formerly a lawyer. She's also formerly worked for the mainstream media. So she's been battling uh, the government tyranny in New Zealand over the past three years very aggressively. She does a great job. Uh, and she was actually running for politics. And so because she was running, she was contacted by this whistleblower who we now know as Barry Young uh, during her campaign. And he made her aware of the data that he was holding on to. Barry Young is a, a, an administrator for the New Zealand Ministry of Health, or he was. Uh, and he was actually in charge of the paper dose system for the uh the certain uh medication that was administered by force well, pretty for much that, by for that will shall not be named yes uh for, for a certain medication mandated by the new zealand government and so uh he basically had access to over two million new zealanders health data and uh through liz gunn he released that uh that anonymized data into the public domain so he really is a new zealand ministry of health uh, or was employee they confirmed that the the new zealand health authorities and government confirmed that he was actually an employee uh and uh and so the the data is is really really shocking now i want to again mention it has been completely anonymized uh, no one has seen the personal details of any of these people who were administered this drug uh, or the people administering it, although it does have damning information about some of the centres where the drug was administered and just how many people suffered a fatal result after that administration of that drug. Steve Kirsch is a journalist in the United States who was actually given the data and he helped release it in an anonymized way. And what he's done is proven that if the governments around the world want to make people aware of the safety of this drug that was mandated on every population worldwide, uh, they could do it. He's demonstrated that it is possible to anonymize 
uh, to release anonymized data to prove that, you know, they keep telling us safe and effective. If you want to prove it, it's possible. Um, and his data collectively, I mean, he's built a body of work, collectively shows over 10 million people have died as a result of this mandated drug around the world. Uh, and uh, and th those are modest numbers right now. Um, so, so, Maria, just to recap, this is a New Zealand government employee yes. who had New Zealand government data that the government itself collected, collated, and has organised, and he's employed by the New Zealand government, or was employed. Now, he may have been sacked. Uh, he may have been now, I heard he was even arrested, but we'll get to that. We'll get yep. to exactly what happened there. And this is not some misinformation. If this is the government's own data, he simply leaked this government data. And then what happens next? What, the police come and kicked his door in? Yes, so he leaked the anonymized data again. Not breached any single patient's privacy. Uh, it has been completely, uh, you know, their privacy has been maintained. But uh, it's important to note that he actually tried to notify and has record of notifying every single politician. Uh, we're talking about everyone serving at the moment uh, in Parliament in New Zealand. He's notified health officials, his uh, seniors, about the safety signals that he's found in this data, and. Uh, uh, and and he received no response. So before going public, he tried, he desperately tried to get the attention of the government and those above him to do something about uh, the, the harm that this was causing to New Zealanders, and they did not respond to him. And so his next step was to go public. That report went viral, obviously. Um, a, a lot of that data is contained within that report, anonymized data. And, uh, and yes, Barry Young was then arrested. He was, uh, he was uh, surrounded by police in a raid in his home. They treated him like a violent criminal. They, uh, they aggressively dealt with him. They handcuffed him uh, to the point where he was in, you know, quite severe pain. He asked them to, to you know, to loosen the cuffs from what I understand, and they refused. Uh, they dealt with him very aggressively, Simeon, as though he was the one causing the death. They dealt with this man like he was the one on national television saying the word safe and effective when he knew very well that this was not safe and effective, not like he was one that is actually going to save lives through this leak. Well, this is the thing. Uh, this data is very similar data in Australia. We all know about that. We, we know about that. Those of us who are awake know about that. Senator Antich spoke about that in the Senate. And that's actually the reason why uh, I was uh, taken off of their platform on YouTube for simply reposting that speech by Senator Antich. You interviewed Senator Antich shortly thereafter. And it's a, it's an absolute disgrace that big tech uh, is playing the role of moderator of who's allowed to say what. Uh, okay, it's one thing if they censor you or I as journalists or as independent journalists or they censor mums and dads or people in the in the comment section or content creators that's fair enough but when we see big tech censoring senators senate censoring government data this is in the australian uh, situation it's the australian bureau of statistics data now the numbers don't lie the statistics are there uh, this has happened in new zealand those people who know in australia know that this has been the case and this has been common knowledge that that's that those statistics are consistent with what has been leaked now in New Zealand, which is uh, making headlines. Uh, surely, surely, when they talk about uh, in, early in the show, when we talked about the citizenship amend, uh, bill, the, the amendments they brought in, which on which on which crimes 
people can lose their citizenship. One of the proposals was genocide. Right? They actually said, well, someone calls for genocide or does genocide or terrorism or incites violence or harm against Australians, we should revoke their citizenship. Now, this is genocide. This is harm against Australians. Yes. Not only they incited it, but they actually did it. People are actually suffering and have passed away, sadly. Forests of the fallen, governments paying out millions of bucks in compensation. And why would the government pay millions of dollars in compensation just for nothing? You know, they do, are doing that because they know what they've done is wrong. And the, the day I'm waiting for, and I know this is that also you'll share this sentiment, the day you're waiting for is the day when they admit that we were right. Just admit it. Just say sorry, right? We went through a lot. We went through a lot. We went through uh, thanks to our supporters, your supporters, my supporters, the platforms, the uh, the bank, the platforms, and so forth. But people knew that what we're saying is correct because they were saying that at the kitchen table. You get into a taxi, the cab driver will tell you it's confirmed. You go into a pub, you sit down at the table, you know, you order a schooner, the pub test, everyone's talking about it. Everyone knows. Everybody knows. But the government doesn't want to admit it. And they're still punishing whistleblowers, aren't they, Maria? I have to, you know, disagree about uh, about them coming out and apologising. I personally will not be accepting an apology. I want justice. Uh, so, you know, yes, they need to admit what they've done and, uh, and we are going to continue hounding them until they do. I want to make that very clear. I do not intend on stopping uh, exposing these crimes. Millions of people around the world have suffered. I gave the number of 10 million from Steve Kirsch's data. That's a conservative estimate. We're thinking that it's potentially 20 million deaths around the world at this stage. And that is only uh, what we know of uh, up until this point. A new study shows every single person now has permanent heart damage. The people in the cohort that we're discussing, permanent heart damage. And so there is, it's it's just a matter of time for a lot of these people, Simeon. This is absolutely horrendous. It is the biggest crime committed in history, in history, the biggest crime. And I absolutely will not rest until we see accountability. What I want to see is more lawyers calling for criminal, uh, you know, starting criminal cases against these people. So far, none that I've put the, uh, the request to have taken up my offer. Well, look, unfortunately, we all know in Australia, there's a lot of these lawyers in the early days collecting big money and big funds and you know donations here and there and making these sort of applications to the Supreme Court and so forth, which went nowhere. I'm not going to name anyone. I mean, maybe they had a crack. Maybe they were had good intentions. But where are they now? It's a separate conversation. Those who were uh, keeping a close eye of what's going, what was going on in 2020 and 21, know what I'm talking about. But if you had a magic wand, Maria, and you could. Uh, do whatever you, you liked in relation to the, you, you mentioned the word retribution. How would you see things play out? Every single person who uh, pushed this in the mainstream media would need to be put on trial. Uh, every single person who was, uh, and, and especially, let me tell you why this could happen, because they, the mainstream media would have had people contacting them saying, hey, this is not safe. People are dying. Why aren't you reporting the truth? They cannot claim that they never had people contact them. That's number one. Uh, then all of the public health officials who told people that they had to do this and then on top of that went ahead and, and mandated through employers in every single state. Uh, I would even go so far as to say that employers that mandated it needed to be held accountable. Every single person uh, would, would need 
it would I'd be open to you know criminal cases for every single person uh, and employers who who stood who didn't stand up against this uh, and didn't do anything about it would need to be looked at under a microscope as well. Uh, I'm talking about criminal prosecution and investigation here, Simeon. But more than anything, more than anything, these leaders of uh, states and uh, and at a federal level. Uh, these health ministers, which are participating and creating, you know, right now as we speak, treaties with the WHO that would lock us into a permanent state of medical tyranny. Uh, you know, th they need to be uh, put in prison for life, in my opinion. Uh, there is that's that's the highest penalty we have in Australia. That's what they deserve. Uh, and so, any lawyer that is really willing to, I I've offered my assistance, Simeon. Any lawyer that's willing to take this seriously and put a criminal case together, I'm willing to. Right now, we have the state of Texas suing one of these uh, companies who manufactured this drug. Uh, we have uh, certain words that are being used in the in the mainstream media in Florida. The um, the Surgeon General over there is going very hard, and so you know the 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 tide is turning, and people are not going to give up. We're like a dog with a bone. We know what's happened. There's been a crime, uh, and any any uh, investigator worth their weight in in gold uh, will not give up until they see uh justice and so that's that that's that's what my, that's been my position from the start simian we're going to continue exposing the crime uh until we see justice some people call it nuremberg too some people call it people's tribunals uh, the sentiment is there and those people who enjoyed uh the enjoyed the elite treatment while we suffered uh, those people need to start realizing that the clock is ticking uh those who were first will be last those who are last will be first when we were not allowed to go to funerals or go to lunch we were treated as second-rate citizens yes it was a little bit difficult uh congratulations if you were staunch and you managed to hold the line uh, and if you if you weren't able to withstand the pressure it's okay it's okay it's you, you know not to be blamed there's not when there's no animosity against those people who gave in to the government pressure because there's a very well organized very well financed psychological campaign if we think back to those days how they were guilt tripping people they were uh, manipulating people they were coercing people when i was in prison for breaching a suppression order i was shocked to discover that in the jail i was in i was the only one unjabbed and i thought why you think prisoners are so staunch and uh, rebellious and that's why they're in prison because they break the law but it's because to this day to this day prisoners are not allowed to receive visits from parents from their kids from family members unless they're fully jabbed not one not two not three but all the way up you got to have four or five I think we're up to six or seven now and that is disgusting that's terrible like you say it's pay per jab and the prison systems in, in New South Wales uh are heavily privatized uh they have a few prisons left which are still government run by correctives but a lot of the prison prisons are actually completely outsourced to private companies including the medical staff including the food the you know everything linen toothbrushes so someone is making money of every prisoner and every time they do a PCR test in prison that's why the rate of uh being jabbed in institutions is extremely high as opposed to uh, people uh in uh the open society who are free for example if you're in aged care or if you're in, in some type of state care or government care or in prison there's a very high chance you're fully uh, jabbed up but look we're going to continue this very very spicy conversation 
and we're being very careful uh, not to mention the keywords which often get us banned we're trying very hard but we've become a little bit uh, of you could say veterans in this department maria over the years you've been suspended off instagram what 10 times or 11 times by now uh we're going to be back with more stay tuned maria z on the aussie Cossack show saturday night live after this break Rick Munn on TNT Radio. There was a, a statement that I saw last week that I thought was quite interesting from one of these uh, web spokespeople, the World Economic Forum spokesperson. And one thing that she said that I thought was quite interesting was she said, you know, um, there has been a little bit of a tail off with people buying into the vaccine narrative and she blamed that on people like us spreading so-called missing disinformation. She said that climate change was a little bit too much of an abstract concept for people to really grab and get their heads around so that's not really taking off the way they want to either then she said something very interesting she said you know what when the water crisis comes people will understand that because it's simple and everybody needs water and if you don't have water for a few days at a time you'll know all about it so maybe you know we're hypothesizing a little bit about what's what it's going to take to grab people and bring them back on board again with a world economic forum type narrative could this be what it is locked in loaded with rick mon on today's news talk tnt radio when you can point me to an industry to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month virtually nine out of ten americans that's real that's substantive that's important and that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages that's massive to find out more go to tntradio.live if you're talking about it we're talking about it today's news talk radio tnt welcome back to saturday night live with the aussie cossack joined uh, by fellow independent journalist freedom fighter the uh, boss and founder of Z Media, Maria Z, the one and only. Uh, Maria, uh, before the break, we were talking about retribution, that keyword. Uh, I've said it a few times, you've said it a few times, and our audience uh, are very, very pleased in the comment section. I can see it's going off. People are saying that's what we want. Retribution on every level, uh, whether you uh, are a teacher or a nurse or a cab driver or a bus driver or a factory worker or a student or just somebody who in some way, shape or form suffered at the hands of the government we want that day we want that retribution and we want it we've got a thirst for it uh because when we were fighting back we knew that one day there would be retribution uh it's slowly slowly the clock is ticking the the cogs are turning and i'm starting to sense that the narrative is collapsing there's this sense uh, amongst the mainstream media of shame uh i'm feeling it that those journalists in the mainstream media who attacked us who were part of the system who received uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in government grants and tax breaks while we were being attacked. Uh, these are the ones to blame. These are the people that allowed them to get away with it, the Ray Hadleys. These are the bastards, and I and I don't have any reservations about calling him a bastard, that were getting on the air and encouraging people to go and uh, do their block, literally, because that's what it was. It was leading uh, to... Uh, death unfortunately very sad very sad very sad things what we're talking about is not a joke or a laughing matter there's many families out there lost good people good people in fact my father-in-law uh, had a stroke after having two uh you know what's right it's terrible a lot of people lost uh, uh many people everywhere and 
this is something which Australia needs to come to terms with, whether it's uh, sooner rather than later. Eventually, if it's not our generation, it'll be a generation after us that will turn around. Just like, for example, with the uh, uh, Indigenous people and the stolen generations, right? When it was all happening, it was normal kids were being grabbed from the uh, indigenous parents and being taken away to uh, children's homes and abused and so forth and then decades later the government turns around and apologizes hopefully it does not take decades hopefully it does not take decades do you oh. think that this new zealand situation is uh, some type of a, a, a catalyst to sort of spur the change along I absolutely do. And I want to just say that uh, the Colombian Minister of Health has actually just come out uh, and said, uh, and I quote, that the government is playing with the lives of Colombians, calling these things uh, technological so-and-so. Uh, and so you've got the Minister of Health in Colombia talking about this. You've got the UK Parliament talking about this. MP Andrew Bridgen has uh, has brought this up and, uh, you know, just, just the other day only 17 members of Parliament turned up to what he was, uh, to, to what he was presenting, which is deplorable. How can you, as a, a serving member of Parliament, just choose not to turn up to hear this evidence? Well, they want to claim plausible deniability. You can't claim plausible deniability because you were notified, at least in the case of New Zealand. Uh, and I note also that Steve Kirsch has, uh, I want to I mention this, uh, give me one second because it's so important. He actually emailed uh, my message to Health New Zealand and this has gone to uh, the, the uh, Health New Zealand media at health.gov.nz. He says, I understand that Margie Appa, your chief executive, is uh, a bit, he used the word pissed about that. So here's my number, have her call me and maybe I'll take it down. He gave his number. He said, I'm looking forward to hearing from Margie. Have a nice day. And he said, P.S. Barry Young consulted with experts before notifying the Health New Zealand leadership team. Calling him a misinformation spreader is unfair and untrue. This data shows that Health New Zealand is responsible for over 10,000 deaths. How about you have your epidemiologist give me a call? And so, uh, you know, there is public record now that these people have been notified. You, you don't have plausible deniability anymore. Barry Young, the whistleblower, notified you. And I want to say he's been charged with uh, with dishonestly accessing a computer. This is what he was charged with. There's no dishonesty in him accessing the computer. He was the database administrator for the New Zealand uh, health. There's no, th there's no possibility that he accessed it dishonestly. He was the guy. He was the guy responsible for the administration of this data. And so I, I really think they're going to struggle with this case. Uh, and let me tell you, the international community is rallying in support. We've had international lawyers reach out to me offering their assistance in the case. They're going to have a very, very uh, big battle ahead of them. And again, this is, you know, the, the, the New Zealand community, at least, has to demand that this data is released. And I think that it's the perfect opportunity for every single person in every single country country to be doing the same. Now's the time for Australians to rally our senators, to rally our MPs and say, we want the same data here in Australia. Okay, you have a problem with the whistleblower coming out in New Zealand. We want the government to publish the data themselves. And it's really interesting because um, there's, a, there's an account on X called US Mortality, and he's actually posted his letter to the CDC 
where he, in September of 2021, requested all-cause mortality by so-and-so status, whether they'd had the you-know-what or not, um, and they confirmed that they have the data but they denied his request. That is not acceptable. You put out a freedom of information request, you are entitled to that data. And if it's so safe and so effective and you've done nothing wrong, there would be nothing wrong with publishing this data. But they are terrified right now. And so let me tell you, the public pressure has to mount more than ever, especially in New Zealand. Uh, and we need whistleblowers from every single country to start coming out. Like I said to you, Colombian health minister has come out saying we are harming our people. More and more are going to come out. And let me say one more thing. Simeon, because we made a comment before about the apologies uh, and, and whether people could be forgiven. If we had someone like the Colombian health minister here in Australia come out and say, we are harming our people, that person would be forgiven. But guess who wouldn't be? All the others who stay quiet after that. And right now, everyone who's staying quiet after this New Zealand data has come out, you are by default remaining guilty. And so you better speak out soon because you are target number one for justice when it comes to the justice system, let me tell you. It's amazing you mentioned that he was charged by the New Zealand government for accessing government data and he was arrested. Now, could you imagine if it was the Russian government charging a journalist who was accessing some data or, or doing a story? Penny Wong, the Australian foreign minister, would be the first to take to the stand of the United Nations and point the finger at Russia or point yes. the finger at China. And that's what they do. They do consistently, consistently. In fact, uh, just... Uh, three days ago, Penny Wong announced new sanctions against Russia uh, over uh, Russia's treatment of uh, Musa, or I don't want to say his name given publicity, but some questionable opposition figure, journalist type. Uh, and Penny Wong's there sticking her nose in this and saying, oh, that's terrible. Look at these human rights uh, abuse. Why doesn't Penny Wong say something about the New Zealand government? Because she's doing the same thing here. They're all together involved in this. And the thing is, I want to repeat, everybody knows there's only so far this is going to go. And the message tonight to the agencies, we know you're listening because the agencies can't resist having a listen to Maria Z and Ozzy Kozak when they're together. The sooner, the faster, the agencies, the people who are in task with protecting Australians, protecting Australian interests, the sooner that they turn around and say, <clears throat> actually, yes, uh, the government was wrong, it was a genocide, they were killing off people and they're continuing to cover it up, the better. It's it's better for them if they uh, admit this sooner rather than later and they start breaking ranks. Because you if are the ones who will be protected. You are the ones who will be protected and, and, and crowned as heroes by the community that are all waking up to the fact that this has happened. Do you know on X and, and on Instagram, I can count the number of people on one hand who are commenting now saying, oh, you you cookers and you crockpots. Uh, most people know what has happened and the data is just mounting and mounting and mounting. Well, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, a new study, and I just interviewed Dr. Peter McCullough about it. A new study by Nakahara and colleagues shows that every single person who took this has heart damage without exception, even those who don't have symptoms yet. Everyone in Australia who, who took this should be furious because I'm sorry to break it to you, but you may not have the symptoms that are coming your way yet. Everyone has heart damage. And so everyone should be furious and demanding accountability. We cannot go back to sleep because here's the thing, Simeon, if we let them get away with this crime, the next thing they do will be infinitely worse. They've told us, they've told us clearly that the digital ID the central bank digital currency that they have planned 
will be used to limit our purchases, to limit our travel, to limit absolutely everything that we do, including our speech. Our funds will depend on what we say and do in society. And therefore, the next time that a, a new medicine is mandated, if you don't take it, you may not have a bank account indefinitely. That's that's a potential. So it's not even that you'll lose your job for, for a small amount of time. You may indefinitely have no bank account. These criminals must be exposed now. We cannot rest until we've achieved this, Simeon. I, I mean it. This is this is very serious. I mean, well, I can relate to what you're saying because I haven't bank, had a bank account for years. They just kept closing them. And I, I remember going to HSBC and I went to open a bank account, and this is just before the federal elections, and they say, no, you're involved in uh, politics and opposition stuff against the government. We're not going to open a bank account for you. I couldn't believe it, but this is what's happening in this country. And that's a very dystopian reality where people, if they're speaking out or they're saying things on social media, they're speaking their mind, they're giving their opinions, and then that is effectively the modern-day equivalent of a social credit score. And when we used to talk about this, they used to call us conspiracy theorists. But now it's happening. Uh, the NAB uh, closing down accounts. If you have uh, made comments online or if you have said things are out of place. since If when- you hurt someone's feelings. If someone's feelings are hurt by your comments online and it's somehow linked to your transactions, which, by the way, I said, that may not be the case right now. But when you have... Uh, people may not be aware of this. The UK government, uh, this this uh, was given royal assent earlier this year. There's now uh, a rollout, and I'm not sure if they're using it quite yet, but they've given it the, the 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 stamp of approval. Everything you do on your phone has to go through a UK government app. So that means anything, any of your activity on Meta or uh, you know your emails or anything has to go through this government app first, where AI is sort of watching everything you do. It's so bad that even WhatsApp and and Signal said we can no longer offer our services in the UK because we can't guarantee our customers the privacy that our app offers with this. The government is literally watching your encrypted messages and feeding it all through their own AI to see whether you've violated the social credit system through your through your language or your behaviour or even, you know, to prosecute you for thought crimes, for goodness sake. Maybe you were thinking about something because you wrote this sentence or you were about to type this sentence. It is so dystopian. And so, uh, you know... What we're talking about is um, the possibility of NAB linking that to some sort of an app in Australia when we have uh, Senator Katie Gallagher coming out and saying, this this isn't about digital ID while she's presenting a digital ID bill that, you know, oh, it's 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 not compulsory. No, not yet. Just like the shots weren't compulsory, but uh, here we are today. How many people lost their jobs because they didn't comply with a non compulsory injection. I mean, you know, th- this is what will happen with digital ID as well. And it's very, very alarming. If, Like I, I keep going back to this. If we stop pushing back now, we we as a society will never have a future. Um, I, mean, I mean, I have confidence in humanity. I know that we'll rebuild outside of that system, but I'd rather topple the system that seeks to destroy all of humanity than, uh, than, than give in to it. Well, we can only hope that uh, patriotic elements within the government, within the police, within the intelligence agencies, wake up and do their job, do your duty. What they were doing was wrong. They were chasing the wrong people. They were chasing the good guys. They were harassing the good guys. And they know that. That's why many of them who were honest resigned. That's where many of the uh, police, many of the nurses, many of the good doctors actually resigned and actually they refused to take part in what was occurring 
so look, all, all hope is not lost. As we saw with the referendum that were, that passed recently in Australia, 80% or, uh, of Queenslanders, uh, 60% of the country voted no to the government's proposals. Only Canberra voted yes, the ACT, 60% there, but Canberrians are a different sort of people. I mean, in Canberra, all drugs are legal and they've encouraged. You can carry heroin and cocaine and ice in Canberra and there's no problems. Isn't it amazing how the politicians have rules for themselves, but meanwhile, from the suburbs of Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide, they're putting kids into jail because they're found with a bag of weed or a bag of coke, for example. So this is the double standard the government puts for itself. And unfortunately, we're on an unlevel playing field. They've got technology on their side. They've got AI on their side. They've got the algorithm on their side. But guess what? They're still losing. They are still losing, even with all those advantages. They can't win. The people are winning. They're slowly winning. Stay tuned. Keep watching. We'll be back after this very quick break on TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's our Fourth Amendment. Thank heavens and the founders that we have it. Why? Well, let's look at Ireland. They're trying to ram through a bill before Christmas that would authorize the Guardi to enter a house and seize any electronic devices they found if the government somehow found something objectionable, whether liking the wrong post on social media, making the wrong comment, or visiting the wrong website. That is the very definition of tyranny, and it's why we fought a war to throw it off. Hopefully, the Irish will figure out the importance of banning government intrusion like this before it's too late for them. And hopefully, we in the United States never lose sight of how important it is to keep the government at bay. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Right, I've got cancer. I've been trying to tell the rest of you, but no one's listening. And I don't just mean you, ears, eyes. Would you look in the damn toilet for once? Hands, roll those sleeves and take a sample. And legs, trot off to the doctor to get me looked at. Because bowel cancer can be successfully treated when detected early. Now look who's finally woken up. Thanks for listening to the Ozzy Cossack on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, if you're still with us, you're holding the line and you're still alive and you're still a pure blood, congratulations. If you're a partially pure blood, it's not too bad either because the government itself considers you a pure blood if you've missed out on your last few jabs. So you're still in the game. And guess what? It's 95% of us now. 95%. Maria Z joins us. Maria, remember the days where... Uh, the government was convincing us that we were the minority. But we always knew that we weren't. We knew that it was all a scam, it was all a sham, and it was a coercion campaign. How I remember the stories where kids in assembly in school, no, not stories, these are factual events, where uh, I know because this has happened to a very close family member of mine, uh, in you know year five, and kids in assembly, well, put your hand up if, you're, if you've had your, you know what, your jab. And all the kid put your hand, all the kid put their hands up, and then they said, "Put your hand up if you haven't had it." And one girl puts their hand up, 
one girl and it made that made her feel very very isolated and everything like that the way they were pushing it onto the children it's sick really it really is sick and uh look where they are now look where the government is now I think that we should we should mandate those people that were calling for it we should force them to keep getting it they should have five six seven eight nine uh why not we should say yes you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander why have they suddenly stopped why Maria well I, I knowing what's in these injections and how much they've harmed people uh I can't advocate for anyone to have one ever again uh despite you know the fact that I think that there are people that should be punished for what they did I, I want to see them go through a court of law uh and through the justice system correctly here in Australia uh you know I've I've had many many thoughts about all the different ways uh that I'd like to see them suffer but ultimately you know this is this is something uh Simeon that we, our humanity always outweighs our anger uh the people that stood up for the right things are never violent people uh we're we're never people that wish the worst upon others we just want to see justice and we want to see the right thing for humanity and that's what separates us from the animals that are trying to control us and they are animals you can't even call them human beings they're soulless demons who serve uh you know the 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 powers that be serve the world economic forum and ultimately they serve satan uh and th these people are insane and so that's what really separates us from them they don't understand this humanity and this compassion that we have even giving these people justice is a is a form of compassion and let me explain to you why if they go the rest of their lives without seeing any justice for what they've done uh they'll they'll live their lives in fear they'll forever be looking over their shoulder uh is someone going to know that i did this is someone going to take action against me today and i'm certainly not calling for that i'm just saying this is the state that these people will live in it's a permanent state of fear it must be a horrible existence the uh the opposite will happen if they come out and tell the truth they will be freed from their guilt and you're announcing announcing an amnesty are you maria uh no absolutely not i'm just saying that if some of them well, come if, they, out if, they, now, if they come forward now then early done the right thing it's it's still not too late is that what you're saying to break rank I, I am saying it's still not too late to break rank, especially after what's just happened in New Zealand. And, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly, uh, the, the community is open to working with these people if it means that we never see these crimes committed again. This is the most egregious thing that has ever happened to humanity and we need accountability. And so those who come forward and are genuinely wanting to see that accountability and stop this globalist nightmare plan, uh, I, I believe the people will forgive them. But not 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 after all the brave ones come out before them uh you know it's not like the, the wave comes and then they say oh I was one of them too no screw you you're going on trial with the rest of them have you heard of the term Zonda Commando no Zonda Commando is the name given to the inmates at the concentration camp such as Auschwitz who uh, were c collaborating with the guards so with the Nazi guards needed uh prisoners from the inmates to sort through I know it's terrible to say but to sort through hair pull out gold teeth from the bodies sort through belongings and put the bodies into uh the uh, uh ovens and you know clean up and so forth so they needed collaborators right they needed people from amongst the population of inmates and they called them Zonda commanders now problem for the Zonda commanders they thought they were getting uh, a ticket to life a ticket to uh not death but in fact they were just 
delaying their inevitable demise also because the policy of the Nazis, of the German guards, was to then, after a few months, a new set of Zonder commandos would come in and they would then liquidate those Zonder commandos. And these government agents, these police, uh, these uh, politicians, these health ministers, deputy ministers, these are Zonder commandos. They, in, uh, in effect, were actually harming themselves, harming their own children, harming their own communities. They thought they were doing the right thing. They thought by collaborating with the state, by collaborating with Big Pharma, by collaborating with uh, WEF, WHO, and the globalist agenda, that they were going to prolong their existence. But no, they are very, that's why I call them the modern days on the commandos, that, that they were fulfilling that role. And if everybody just said no, if everybody just stood up at the same time, this wouldn't have happened. So it is, you're right, it's the journalists of the mainstream media, the collaborators. They are well, the you're, you're right. Sorry, I, I want to, this is such a crucial point if everyone said no. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I posted on this just, just yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, and I said all of these, you know, ambulance workers and police workers who are now, you know, going on strike and saying they're underpaid and they're understaffed and they're they're under so much pressure, I understand that there are some good ones in there who really were against this but went along anyway because they thought maybe they were helping their patients or maybe they could make a change. I mean, there's various reasons why someone would comply when it violates their conscience. But there are a lot of, also a lot of people that complied because of the fact that they just thought they had no choice. But, but what's happened is that everyone's compliance has actually advanced Agenda 2030, which is what these this, this medication was about from the start. It was about achieving Agenda 2030 and achieving transhumanism. And so your compliance has actually aided in the advancement of that agenda. And now you're going to be replaced by, for example, the, the, all the health workers will be replaced by AI healthcare, uh, AI doing this remotely. All of the police that they can't, you know, that they don't need them all anymore because they're going to have drones and all of this other stuff that is so totalitarian and dystopian, but the public would not have wanted prior to this PSYOP called COVID. Uh, the public would not have accepted that, but now they do because the world's changed so much. And the reason it's changed so much is people's compliance. And so what I'm saying is unless you commit in your heart towards mass non-compliance moving forward, Humanity can't be free. And if you if you are someone that complied originally and you've realised now that you made a grave mistake and you made a grave, uh, uh, you, you sinned gravely against your fellow man and yourself, by the way, because the agenda affects us all. No one is, uh, 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 you know, escaping it. If you have realised, then commit within yourself to never, ever comply again, to stand with the people for mass non-compliance. And if you are still in a position, you need to speak out. That is my solution uh, moving forward because this is not the last uh, major crisis that we will face at the hands of those who wish to implement Agenda 2030. I can assure you of that. Well, it was a bit of a test. A lot of people failed the test. People were, the characters were tested. Families were split. Parents went against children. Children went against parents. And that's been, of course, a uh, long-term goal of the agenda to destroy the family unit and to desensitize uh, society. Yeah, what they were doing with dividing us, naming our uh, loved ones. You remember that period where wives and husbands were referred to uh, under the intimacy bubble? as uh, intimate partners 
right? This is this is crazy. This is this is this is what was happening. And the thing is, many people went along with it and accepted it. And those people in the community, uh, we know who they were, the Karens who were wearing double masks or three masks or while they were driving in their own cars by themselves or sitting at home on their own couches at home. Uh, these are the people uh, who, in the event of a crisis in the future, this will be the first default. If Australia was invaded by a foreign power, who's going to be there fighting back and standing up for the people and defending this country? It's the people that said no. It's the purebloods, the ones that were not afraid to march with a Eureka flag or Red Ensign flag towards the line of police, uh, you know, blasting, being blasted with these uh, uh, LRAD weapons in Canberra. And well, they everyone- weren't LRADs. Let me clarify there. The LRADs were a decoy. We were actually microwaved. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers has evidence of that on his website. I've actually aired it in an interview that I did with him while I was uh, when I got back from Texas. We aired that interview, uh, and uh, and you can clearly see that protesters were microwaved in that period from the five G tower. From the uh, well, that's a. Uh- a revelation. Uh, I always thought it was those uh, LRADs that they positioned in front of Parliament. And I was there in that crowd. I had never been sicker in my life. And that was something uh, which was very, very uh, uh, clear to everybody in that crowd that people were fried with something. Uh, maybe it was something else. But in any case, uh, whatever it was, it was from the government and it was not a nice thing. And if someone else had done that, they would be charged with terrorism. If someone else did that, they'd be charged with some very heavy, serious crimes, which brings me back to the legislation passed this week, the bipartisan political operation uh, the, that was conducted by Liberal and Labor to redo the uh, citizenship uh, amendment bill. And it was it was rushed in, smokescreen, talking about the refugees and how we need to tighten it. But really, what were they proposing? Again, they're proposing serious offences to revoke citizenships of serious offences, such as uh, serious offences going against the values, democratic beliefs, rights and liberties that underpin Australian society, right? Serious offences listed on the bill included terrorism-related acts, advocating mutiny, treason, espionage, genocide, foreign interference, foreign incursion. For some reason, they crossed off genocide off the list. Because who is involved in genocide? I think that someone in the government, in these, uh, in in the parliament, when they were doing these amendments, realised that if they have genocide in there, that'll give us something to latch onto. So genocide is what the government has been involved in in this country. You can't describe it any other way, and that's the thought uh, we'd like to leave uh, with our listeners tonight. But the thing is, we're preaching to the crowd uh, because mm, we're preaching to the choir, should I say? Is if you're listening and you're watching. Tonight's show on TNT Radio. You're well awake, you're wide awake, and congratulations that you're holding the line. Maria, before we go with one minute uh, to go to the news, where can our viewers and listeners find your excellent work? Please go to our Brumble, Maria Z with three E's, all one word, Maria Z, also Z Media with three E's on Telegram, and, of course, our website where you can find all of our content, zmedia.com. Don't ever be discouraged by the fact that everyone that's listening to this right now knows what's going on. Uh, You are the people that will lead the future of this country and the future of the world. Don't ever doubt that. You are the strongest people we have in history. Thank you. Thank you, Marie Z, for joining us. And coming up very shortly now, after the news break, we'll be joined with another Freedom Fighter. It's been an all-star cast tonight from Lockley Kavanagh, Maria Z, and coming up, Andrew Thaler, the Snow Monaro Regions 
most well-known, they call him a public nuisance, but I think he's a public hero. He's got a story to tell about Christian White, the one who tasered that poor old lady, Claire Nolan. Uh, stay tuned uh, for that story and the latest from the police corruption in Kuma. After the news on TNT Radio, you've been listening to the Aussie Cossack Saturday Night Live.